You know, we're just talking about the four-day work week and whether or not that is possible coming out of the COVID pandemic and a great way to perhaps re-energize the economy, that if people had three instead of two-day weekends, that maybe they would spend it because we can't get really on an airplane right now and travel most places, they would spend their dollars locally and help bolster what is a sagging and suffering tourism industry. And of course, you have to wonder with all of us working from home or so many of us working from home right now, whether or not... This is really an opportunity to kind of change the page when it comes to the traditional workday or work week. Does it have to be five days a week, 40 hours a week, or can you work from home thanks to the Internet, thanks to being online, and be just as productive, maybe even more productive in uh, some cases, again, thanks to the fact that we are all online? And, of course, being online in the Internet has just been invaluable and so important uh, during this. And with more and more Canadians working from home, there have been calls for universal affordable Internet. That is on the rise. As a matter of fact, some people want to see the Internet deemed an essential service. Let's welcome in Shruti Shakar. She's a telecom and tech business reporter at Yahoo Finance, and she joins us now on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Shruti, nice to speak with you again. Nice to speak with you again. Hope you're staying safe. I am, and I hope you are as well and are feeling good. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, what this uh, argument that's being put forward uh, by uh, certain groups when it comes uh, to the Internet and all of us uh, working at home. Why do some feel it should be deemed an essential service, Rudy? Uh Well, I mean, I think it's pretty fair to say that uh, working from home has completely changed the entire game now. I mean, so many people are now working from home. It's just easier to do so, and so... When you are working from home, you're obviously going to be using your Internet a lot more, right? And so because of that, uh, there's been a surge of uh, home Internet services, a surge of people going on the Internet. It's not just browsing or watching some TV. You're actually using your Internet a lot more for work, whether it's searching for jobs, whether it's um, currently working at a job. And I guess what this some advocacy groups and some uh, some some groups that are, represent some communities are suggesting that there should be a form of subsidization for people who are uh, needing the Internet or needing Internet as a, and, and calling it for as, a, as an essential service, excuse me. Um, and, you know, some of those services or some of those subsidizations could be, uh, you know, a, a moratorium on disconnections or ending overage charges or offering a specific plan uh, for low-income earners, um, having unlimited data at no cost for for some uh, low-income earners as well. So, you know, th- these calls have been put forth, um, and whether or not it's going to happen, I guess we'll have to kind of see how that, that plays out. Yeah, is that one of these things that's playing out right now in front of us, is the fact that the, the burden is not shared uh, equally, that there certainly is income uh, disparity, and uh, why should uh, somebody who perhaps is in an entry-level job be forced to pay the same as the CEO of the company for online access and to be on the Internet to get the work done? Yeah, and, and you know, I think that is a discussion that's happening, but I think part of the the issue is that in the past, when you're working at a workspace, for example, the company or whichever company you're working for is paying for that Internet service. So, you know, you go to an office space and you log into your, your – you're, you're already logged onto your office network, Wi-Fi network, right? And so that's that company is already paying for that service, and so you don't have to pay for that service. But now – the tables have turned, and now you're working from home, and the office is no longer paying for your internet. Or if they are, you know, they they'll they'll mention it to you, or they'll somehow subsidize that. But now, uh, people are having to pay 
for that service uh, that they normally wouldn't have to pay for before because they're going into an office space, which is already being, that service is being paid for by their employer. Uh, and so I think that's where this call for action is coming from place because a lot of people are now having to work from home and pay extra for a service that was being paid by for by their employer. So I think it's a it's a valid argument to make. Um, but one and it's quite interesting and fascinating too that they're asking for this to be an essential service, considering that in 2016 the CRTC's former chairperson actually deemed internet as uh, you know a human right in Canada. So the fact that we've we've got the former chairperson suggesting that it's a human right and that there should be subsidizations that should occur now is a conversation that that many groups are having and and want want it to to kind of be put forth and and, and accomplished. Okay, a couple of things there I want to pick up on, and let's start first of all with the company. And you're absolutely right. Perhaps uh, the company has uh, shifted the burden from themselves and the cost of internet onto the employee, and per- perhaps unfairly so. And people are just kind of waking up to that. Should it then not be the company that is reimbursing employees, or should it be the government, vis-a-vis, I guess, uh, also known as the taxpayer, that uh, taxpayers should be the ones uh, footing the bill? I think that's a great question, and I, I. I mean, I, I would assume that it would be the company that would have to pay for the uh, the employee. Uh, I don't I don't know how that would work though. It, depending on which which company you're working for, how big of a company it could be, uh, I'm sure those are some things that are being discussed possibly right now. You know, as I'm sure you're aware, last week Shopify announced that it was going to have all of its all the, all of its offices closed until 2021 and have its workers permanently work from home. So perhaps that's one thing that Shopify is looking into, you know, should we subsidize our internet costs for for our workers because now they're going to be working from home. And I think that's a conversation that's probably been happening within within companies. But should the government pay for that? I don't don't think so, because I think that's the responsibility of the the company uh, if this change has taken place. And do you think, Sharuti, this is kind of in a way the Internet's shining moment that we've seen the last uh, two, now going on three months, uh, just how connected it's kept us all and given us the ability to continue to work with the Zoom meetings, Microsoft Teams, that sort of thing. Not to mention, of course, what it's done when it comes to FaceTime and being able for some people to stay connected uh, to their family and their loved ones. And I'm thinking particularly of those who have got elderly uh, family in long-term care facilities. I mean, is that a great argument uh, that uh, indeed the Internet is essential? Uh, 100%. I think, uh, you know, it's it's interesting that you, you mentioned this because the federal government did put forth money uh, in the budget 2019, uh, $1.7 billion towards um, upping, uh, you know, Internet services for Canadians across uh, across the country and ensuring that 100% of Canadians were connected by 2030. What this pandemic has done is basically given a slap in everyone's face and being like, 2030 is too far ahead. We need to make that happen a lot sooner. And I think a lot of advocates, a lot of Canadians are saying 2030 is too far ahead. This pandemic has completely shifted the way we are working, the way we need access to Internet, the way low-income households need access to Internet, um, and people in rural areas need access to the Internet. I think that has completely changed the conversation, and the Internet 100% is having uh, this resurgence or this conversation of, how well are we connected to our internet? Are our services fair, equal enough across the country? 
Um, and I think I think the government is really paying attention to this as well as all of the advocates. Yeah, I don't think any of us could imagine getting through the last uh, few months without the Internet. Honestly, it has been that no. crucial and that vital. Yes. Uh, you talk about access. What about speed as well? Do we need to speed up our uh, quest, if you will, for speed in this country and get to that 5G network sooner rather than later? Well, I 100% do uh, think that we do need to be increasing or, or rather uh, fast-tracking the ability to get 100% of our Canadians connected to the Internet. Um, I think this pandemic has shown us how important it is to stay connected and uh, be able to do work remotely um, and, and be able to just access the Internet for basic services. It's, it's very clear that the Internet is a basic service that is necessary for everybody. Um, whether or not we should be getting to that 5G level, I think we're still a ways from that. I think this pandemic, once again, has pushed us further away from accomplishing that goal because uh, we still don't have certain uh, spectrum that is required to function 5G. Um, And I think that really has put us um, behind a little bit, but I don't think uh, it's it's, it's not going to happen. I think it's still going to happen, but I think it's going to to take a little longer. I think the priority right now, at least from my perspective and what I've spoken to carriers about, is ensuring that the network is capable to hold this many Canadians on their network without it crashing to ensure that they have uh, no disruptions. I think that's kind of a priority that most carriers are looking in terms of right now. And I think the government's priority from what I'm hearing and seeing is just ensuring that everyone has access to that, to the, to the internet. And I think that's being clearly heard now with these advocates who are suggesting there needs to be subsidizations uh, people who have low, who are low-income households, require access to the internet. It's really important that they have that access. Okay, I was only selfishly asking about 5G because I can't be in one more Zoom meeting, Sharuti, where I am making what I think is the most important point of the meeting, and it freezes. Why does it always yeah. freeze on me? <laughs> I mean, maybe you should maybe you should check your connection. It could be that. <laughs> All right. Well, good to connect with you, Sharuti. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks for having me.